You're listening to Always Open number 116. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Welcome to the season finale of Always Open. We're here. We did it. We're not clapping in any sort of melodic tune, so don't worry. Um, I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and I'm here today with some friends, no pun intended. (laughs) Oh, we introduced uh, Jeremy. (laughs) Hey. I like how you didn't like say, I'm Jeremy. Just John. Yeah. Present. John. (laughs) It's me. You know who I am. It's your friendly neighborhood friend. We look like we're go. on two different shows. We are on two different shows. Not, then what, there, oh, there we go. <laughs> there we now go. it brings it all together. Barbara, where are we? We're on the partial set of The Friends. Did we go show? to New York? We did. Are we're we actually um, back in time. We're in 1994 right mm-hmm. now. At Central Pork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we uh, were lucky enough to get part of the Friends set to use on Always Open. They just asked if we wanted to use it, I guess, in celebration of the 25th anniversary coming mm-hmm. up. And so we said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? That's a long time. 94 is a long time. I didn't realize it was that old, that show. Dude, I used to watch that show religiously. And thinking about how I was five when it started is weird to me because I thought I started watching it when it premiered, but I guess I didn't because I definitely wasn't five when I started watching it. Can you imagine being five and watching Friends? No. What else would we be watching? Rugrats? Probably. Great show. Rugrats is a great show. It's Can I just tell a story about something I showed my five-year-old? Oh, yes. How, wait, how old are your kids right now? 24 and, and 10. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're getting up there. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I wanted to show my kids uh, Lord of the Rings. They like fantasy stuff, and I like a part of the fun part of being a dad is getting to show them like things that I loved when you know they came out, that kind of thing. Like I recently showed them Power Rangers, and my eldest really Ooh. got into it. It does sound fun to be a daddy. Um, it's fun. That's why I don't like the <laughs> thing daddy, because I am a daddy, and I have little small creatures that do properly oh, refer to me as daddy. Yeah, you are by definition I a am daddy. a daddy. Oh, a dad. yeah. um, Barbara, you can also be a daddy. Thank you. <laughs> so you know. Thank you. Anyone can be a daddy. Anyone can be a daddy. Fact. Stitch that on a pillow. Um, so I wanted to show them Lord of the Rings, but I was curious if like if they would like it, if it'd mm-hmm. be too much. We definitely have to watch it in chunks because it was just too long of a movie for them to sit through. Um, so we started watching Fellowship of the Ring, and uh, that one starts off on such a good light note in, oh, in, in Hobbiton and everything like that. But I've watched these movies so much that I've, I've, I've kind of got them memorized to a certain extent. So we get to the point in Fellowship of the Ring. Now, this movie is directed by Peter Jackson, and Peter Jackson likes gore. And if you recall in Lord of the Rings, there's a good amount of gore in it mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. cuts into there right underneath that PG-13 line. So we get to the part where they're under in the mine, and they're trapped in a room, and there's a cave troll that's about to barge in with a mm-hmm. bunch of goblins, and it's going to attack the, the, the band of them. And so we're into that scene, and it's getting close to a point where I'm like, there's going to be a shot that's going to come up in about five seconds where I know for a fact Aragorn is going to chop the head off oh, of one of the yeah. goblins. Yeah. And it's a clean take of it. Head comes off and even a splurt of black blood comes out. It's pretty graphic, as far as graphics you can get for that kind of a rating. And I was like, let's see how this plays with the kids. <laughs> if, if it's too much. Uh, this... The decapitation <laughs> test. Yes. Let's just All see. kids go through um, it. And so I was Got like, I'm, your, uh, notepad I was going to watch them. So I had my, my eldest down on the floor and then my youngest was sitting on the couch next to me. And I was like, let's see how this is and see if they can handle it. If they can't, we'll move on and, this, the, and we'll find something else. So the, the moment happens, the, the, you know, the, the, the violence. And my, my eldest, like, she kind of shrieks up a little bit. Doesn't completely freak out, but it's like, oh, it's like she's obviously aghast at this yeah. thing. I turn to, she was five at the time. I turn to the five-year-old, and she just does this. <laughs> and just, like, grins at me at just how, because it is a little cartoonish. Sure. Because it is, like a, a, like, a goblin, and it's, like, black and everything like that. But I she was just, smiled? like. She smiled? She, she thought it was funny is what she thought. And I was, like, you're fucking twisted, and I like this. Your daughter is going to grow up to be a serial killer. <laughs> That's, Maybe. Uh, That's what it sounds those like. Those are early signs right there. So that was a that was a, a instance of bad parenting, I'm sure. Well, you all can of, tell me how bad of a parent I am. What kind of shows did you guys watch as a kid that you think would be like yeah, too inappropriate? 
looking I, back my on parents, my parents never censored me. Like, they were never the kind of people who were like, you are not allowed to watch this. Like, if anything, they would let me watch anything. That's probably why I'm fucked up. But uh, they would just slap some hands over my eyes. Yeah. Seriously, if there was, like, a sex scene or something. But I never was told I couldn't watch anything. Um, so it was just like, oh, I fucking watched everything. I remember, I watched The Simpsons growing up. And Ooh. that was so, like, taboo because it was, like, 14 and up. And I was, mm. like, 8 Ooh, watching spicy. it. Spicy. I was the polar opposite of that. My parents were like, you don't watch anything. Oh, like, really? You're, you're a virginized. Really? Nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was not allowed to watch Simpsons, South Park. Like, all that stuff was like, do not watch this. You're not allowed. When did you first get to watch it? When you moved when out they on were, your... No, I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah. I've, I used to try to, like, sneak watch. Like, they were watching... Uh, they didn't let me watch scary movies when I was a kid. Really? They were like, nope, I don't want you to have nightmares or anything. You're not allowed to watch it. So my older sister and my mom were watching Signs. Mm. Uh, and I really wanted to watch the movie. And so I no. sat in the next room peeking through the door <laughs> at the TV. And then they caught me and I got sent to my room. Did you have <laughs> nightmares about the end that? Of the movie. It's funny that you have that story about that. I forget how much of an age difference is. I saw that in theaters by myself. Oh, yeah. Signs? No, I was yeah. Wait, what's the age difference between you guys? It's not too much. It's maybe like How five years. Twenty. Uh, Twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah, so it's like seven-year difference. Wow. Thirty-five. Yeah, I'm thirty-five. He doesn't he just turn. Yeah, you show just that. He, no, he just had a birthday. Um, you look younger every. Yeah, you really look mid twenties. I have a genetic disorder that keeps me young. Yay! Hey. <laughs> um, broke all the cameras. All the cameras. Yeah, all the cameras went off. <laughs> Uh, they can't know. Uh, yeah, no, my uh, mirroring you exactly. I uh, didn't get to watch. I grew up in a very conservative religious home, and uh, we watched Star Trek. That's what we watched as a family together, and other shows that were uh, as safe as that. But um, even Friends, we watched together for a while, but then at one point my parents either stopped watching it with us or didn't want us to watch it because they realized it was pretty graphic sometimes and a little bit too Sexy, too sexy talk. Um, but yeah, I but I but the, I think that this is why I want to see what my kids can handle because I actually think your upbringing is better in that uh, I was censored even scary movies, which yeah. then made scary stuff more scary because I wasn't exposed to anything like Correct. trailers. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like if you were peeking in on watching Science, like did you have like wicked nightmares after that? Yeah, no, like I didn't do well with scary movies. I still don't really go watch scary movies. Me neither. Well, like. I don't mind watching a movie and being creeped out by it. I jump scared is the thing. Like when when stuff jumps out at me, you know, there's that feeling of like, oh god, but it's the anticipation of a jump scare oh, that kills me. Like I just get I I, I do this and stuff. I, you plug your ears. I plug my ears. I watch movies like this. And sometimes I'll just look down because honestly, if you take one of those senses away, it's completely not scary. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like you're not gonna make a scary noise. I'm like John when trailers are playing. Oh yeah, that's me when trailers are going on. Which is something that he seriously doesn't. Oh, you're a sport. Oh, I take away all. I I do I do that. I look down and I even sing a song to myself. Because he doesn't want to be spoiled. I hate spoilers in trailers. Trailers are no longer trailers. They are just miniature versions of the movies. Here's what happens. Yeah. Here's the entire plot. Fuck you. Like tease me and get me to come see this movie. That happened to me. Tease me and then get me to come. Tease me, daddy. Get me to come. Nope. Don't add the daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Tease me and get me to come, Daddy. Make that the title of this Ugh, episode and get think, instantly demonetized. Uh, uh, when did Superbad come out? Early, when 2000s? Well, maybe like uh, like up to 2010. I feel like I was too young to be watching that movie with. When my did parents. Superbad come out? Yeah, you watched that with your parents. Oh, yeah, 2007. 2007. Okay. Oh, damn. So I was. My here is terrible. Uh, <laughs> how old was I in 2007? 2007, August. You were born in 90. Three? Still two. No one should ever watch that movie with their parents. But that's kind of like the yeah. level that no. we're at. We would watch Superbad together, and then I'd sit in the corner oh. uncomfortably laughing. God, I watched Titanic with my family. Mm -hmm. Watch that with them, too. And let me tell you, there's nothing more uncomfortable than being like a young girl sitting next to your father <laughs> while there is a woman completely naked on screen. Oh, yeah. Because I was just like, oh my god, my dad is looking at someone else's boobs. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> He's not looking at my mom's boobs. Yeah. And at the time, I'm just like, oh my what god. What would you rather picture? Would you rather your, your picture your dad looking at Kate Winslet's boobs or your dad looking at your mom's boobs? <laughs> What's worse? Ejector seat. Yeah, is, there, is, there, is there a neither box on would that Would you rather? <laughs> Could I take neither ever? Oh, no. man. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by MeUndies. Spooky! Because it's our favorite time of the year. Halloween is coming up. 
Uh, remember when planning your costume as a kid was like the most fun you could have pre-Christmas, and now that you're an adult, Halloween feels less Halloweeny. Am I right? I love that word, Halloweeny. Well, MeUndies is bringing back the holiday joy of picking out the perfect costume with their spooky prints and Halloween costume onesies. That's right, costumes, onesies. Woo, spooky! Um, I have yet to pick out my uh, holiday onesie yet, but Meryl and I just got dinosaur-themed underwear, which for some people I would say is a costume. Um, seen a lot of dinosaur costumes in my day. But uh, they're so soft, they're the only underwear I wear anymore. Um, and I cannot recommend their pajama pants enough. Those are my favorite pants of all time. If I could wear them on the set, I would. Um, but literally the softest things ever, and they keep cool at night, which is great for sleeping. Uh, so go check them out. These undies are spooky soft. Me Undies has the most unique prints out there, but the Halloween prints are on another level. This year, Me Undies is coming out with a variety of festive prints to really put the boo in booty. If you don't feel like leaving your house, that's cool too. Just wear the Halloween costume onesies to pass out candy and you're good to go. Me Undies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first time purchasers, when you order any Me Undies, you get 15% off and free shipping. So uh, get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. To get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com open. That's MeUndies.com open. Spooky! No, but we, um, we got to see some scary movies recently. We went to see It too. It's mm -hmm. um, not a scary movie. <laughs> I thought that movie was so funny. Yeah, like that's the, why it's the, not a scary movie. It's got a clown in it. Clowns are funny. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking terrifying. The first it was it. scarier. The yes. first it was... was OG uh, it. Was, oh, Are you talking no, about... No, no, uh, part one. Part, part one, one. Yeah. of the, the, of the remake the was, had some good, good scary moments, and they, they leaned more into, I think, practical-looking scare uh, tactics. It, too, was just CG video game monster scare stuff mm. nonstop. So it like like the a great example is the the old lady scene from the trailer that we all know, and then the trailer they cut away and just have the weird obscured shots of it. You don't see what's coming out. You hear the stomping. It's scary. In the movie, this big old Dark Souls creature like <laughs> comes out. It's like ah, <laughs> and isn't she naked? Yeah, she's naked, and it's just like it's comical. It's oh. not scary they, anymore. They ain't so, no Kate Winslet tits. No Kate you. Winslet titties on that one. <laughs> Wait, so you see, you saw the trailer. You saw the It trailer. Do you watch it after you saw it? Did you go back? Do you no, go back I, and watch trailers? I, uh, I like watching like the first teaser trailers of the uh, marketing campaigns. Those are actually teasing. But not like the full trailer. Um, and I, don't, I like to watch trailers uh, for stuff, but then if when it gets to a point uh, that I'm like, I'm going to see it, I stop the trailer. Like if I'm watching it at home, I do that. And I just like, all right, I'm going to go see the movie. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a little bit more lax on that recently. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I like to, especially with very visually... Uh, iconic kind of movies or things that are going to be a lot more about the visuals and less about the script. I don't want to see the shit. I don't want them to reveal that so-and-so is wearing this and this thing and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it takes away from, like, the surprise of it. Yeah. Um, I Have you guys ever heard of this movie called I Am Mother? Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I am. I haven't, no. no. You know how when you're scrolling through Netflix and you stop on something and it plays just like either the trailer or, like, the opening Some clip. of the movie. Oh, yeah. you mean the worst mm -hmm. feature ever of Netflix? Ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um that you can't turn off? So I had stopped it on I Am Mother to read the description and then the trailer started playing. And I was like, oh, I'll, you know, check out the trailer to see what it's about. It literally... It just tells you. It literally takes you through plot by plot of the entire movie. The twist, the turn, like everything. And I'm just like, I don't need to watch this anymore. You, the, you just got a condensed version. You got the Cliff's Notes. What yeah. was the dog movie? Yeah, I was just going to bring up the dog Dog's movie. Purpose? Oh, the one Dog's was Purpose was one of them, and then there's the other one, the more recent. A Dog's, dog's Way Home? A Journey? Dog's Way Home? Something like that, dog's yeah. yeah. Something about that, a lost dog. That is the movie. The trailer was so the just, movie. They just removed, you know, the other hour and a half of the <laughs> I movie. I was in the theaters, and it came up, and it ended, and I leaned over to Cat and went, like, we just watched that movie. <laughs> it's a movie about, like, a dog getting lost and getting away. The last shot of the trailer is the dog getting back to the guy. Yeah, it is. It's the guy going, <laughs> yeah. you're home. It's like, a dog's way. <laughs> I mean, it's in the want. title, I guess. You want to know. It that turns out that all happens in the first 10 minutes. But <laughs> and then the movie it's not like the title is like, the dog doesn't make it. And it's like a twist ending. Like, I get that. There's a movie still. called, some, I forget the name. It's like, so-and-so dies at the end. Oh, John oh, dies at the John end. John dies at the end. end. Which is an interesting 
I mean, isn't it true for all of us? Well, it's we all the end of yeah. show. Yes. Today's show. Um, but I thought that was a clever way of doing it, where it like gives away the ending, that's a, but you don't know what happens. That's a, uh, was how, many, how many days of summer? 500. 500 days. 500 days of summer? That's that one. What? Yeah. Yeah, it shows you what happened right yeah. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I like that movie. Tarantino does that often, where he'll show the beginning, the end of his movies first. Yeah. Have you guys seen Ad Astra yet? No. I, I, seen what? I was, I was Ad Astra? Brad Pitt, uh, uh -uh. sci-fi, uh -uh. spacey one. Mm -mm. I don't, space listen. Movie. I don't fuck with Brad Pitt and I don't fuck with space. Why don't you fuck with Brad Pitt? No, That's always good. You're missing out on two great fucks. I fuck with Brad Pitt. No, I fuck with Brad Pitt. I'd fuck with him right that now. That was more for the bit. I don't fuck two with space movies as well. That's space is just, I'll never know what's out there. I don't want to know what's out there. I don't want to watch people get find out what's out there. Space is great. There's yeah. no greater daddy in the universe. No space. <laughs> space. Space, the ultimate frontier daddy. Space daddy. <laughs> the ultimate, the no, final daddy. No space movie? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I haven't do seen, that, uh, <laughs> I went sorry, and saw daddy. the Sandra Bullock one, Gravity. Gravity, Gravity. uh-huh. And it's just, it was too much. I couldn't that do it. That one to me is terrifying. It, it yeah. is wonderfully terrifying. It's so scary. It's is not that a legitimate Alfonso Cuaron? Fear? Is that the one who directed wow. that one? Yep. It's not a legitimate fear of mine. Because I know I'll never be in space. <laughs> Can you yeah, I'm terrified of going to space. Terrified. Don't space. have to worry about it. But the idea of like the, just the concept terrifies me. Of like you're in space and then somehow you get separated from your ship or whatever it is, yeah. and you just are floating endlessly yeah. and like have no. Well, for me, that's the wind. ocean. Yeah. I have that same fear with the ocean. Yeah. Of, like if you were in the ocean on, off a boat and they miscount or something and drive away and you're in the ocean. It's and like, that's a legitimate fear. That's a, that. I mean, that could happen. There yeah. was that film that was the story of the the couple that went in down diving, came back up, boat was gone. Boat they're was out gone. in open water. Oh. Yeah. Did not see that well, one because I'm go, with you on that one. Yeah, because Kat and I dive all the time. So yes. it's like, we, but we're with a group. We're yeah. never just like, let's, let's take a, a raft. Let's yeah, jump, yeah. yeah, let's just jump off and go for it. No, there is but, a, ugh. I almost don't want to bring this up because it's extremely depressing. But uh -oh. there was a story, an article that I read two days ago about, oh, I don't know it was in Tanzania. Yep. A, a guy, they were staying in like this hotel that was like underwater. I'm gonna need this. Like. And <laughs> you are gonna need it. And a guy decided to, I guess he had planned this, to like write down a note, a proposal essentially to his girlfriend, put it in like a plastic bag, dive down, put it up on the window and like propose to her. And he did that and apparently there was some complications with him getting back out and he never got out and he drowned. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. that is the fucking darkest shit. And she ever. she posted like video of him. Like she I read like her Facebook post or whatever and she was just like, Can't believe this happened and then like you see the guy like through the window, he's like yeah. diving down, he's like waving at her and she's like so happy, blah blah blah. She's yeah. like, Oh my god, yes, 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 of course. And then you see him swim away. So then you're like, What the fuck happened to this dude? Yeah. There's so many things that can go Ugh. wrong. So many like, things that go wrong. With diving. It's, it's like Yeah, you guys went diving. Yeah, and we, that was our tenth and eleventh dive that we went on. Kat and I. And that was in Australia, you said? Uh, well, we've been diving in Australia. The most recent ones we went on were at Cozumel, nice. Mexico, which was great. Beautiful um, water. I'm surprised yeah. you would do that with that fear. Yeah, well, I like to do things that I'm kind of afraid of because I think it helps me be less afraid of it, it's right? True. I'm like, if Exposure I do this. Exposure therapy. Right, mm -hmm. I, I, I go off of that all the time. Like, just I, I, let's just go for it and either I'm gonna pass out or I'm gonna be okay. And luckily you're surrounded by people who are like experts and like people who could exactly come get yeah. you if you need. No, we did go diving in Australia, but that dive was like, that was one of our first dives and that one was rough. It was like the rainy season, they or like, it, they call it like typhoon season, <laughs> something crazy. Um, and so we went down there, we went diving, but like the currents were so strong in Aurora that you'd be like kicking as hard as you could, not moving and Ugh. like, Cat didn't have enough weight, so she kept getting pulled toward the oh, surface, God. and it was just like. This is making my hands sweat. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were like at one point they're like, "Oh, let's go over the fish that are down there. You can see this, you can see that. Oh, there's these fish called trigger fish. Uh, they got these teeth on them. They're they got fucking season. guns. <laughs> they're like, yeah, no, they're gonna you, trigger you. You see one, you go like this. They're like, <laughs> so you can tell people there's a trigger fish, because uh, everything has its own gesture. And uh, they were like, "Yeah, that's trigger. They're a mating season. They'll bite you." Like, so don't get near them if you see their nests or whatever. So the cat goes floating over a nest. At oh, one my point. God. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> like, she comes back with just a bunch of teeth marks all over yeah. her body. Help they, me. Just, they look at you with their, like, mangle teeth. How big are uh, they? About that big. Oh, oh fuck. fucking big. <laughs> I was picturing, like, piranha size. No, they're, like, this big, and they got, like, these weird, like, mangle teeth. Dude, mm -mm. fuck that. Mm -mm. Yeah. And like, well, and I don't like sharks either. So I've seen sharks a couple of times that I've been dying. I saw what Michael and Gavin did. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. I would I would 
be down for that. I would be down. I mean, I would do it again because I'm scared of it, but still, I was like. Are you afraid of any sea stuff, John? I mean, open water. Yeah. Always freeze the raft, the game. Yeah. Love that game. It's a great sandbox crafting survival game, but. The two main mechanics of it that freak me out the entire time is one, it's constant open water, and yep. two, there is a shark that is always around. In infinity, always going to be trying to attack you. And like anytime I've ever played that game and gotten out into the water, which you don't have to do very often, but early on when you don't have the hook and everything like that, you got to go that stuff. I'm freaking out the entire time. Oh yeah. Even when you like figure out the mechanic of like, all right, so I found an island. I'm gonna drop the shark bait over there that'll occupy him for literally. You can t time it down to how many minutes he'll be doing that. I'm gonna go underwater. I'm gonna grab this stuff underwater. The entire time, I'm dying. I'm just like <laughs> internally, it's like, oh, this sucks. This really sucks, and it's it's just the worst thing in the world. It but I still, but I, but so I love much. that game. So yeah. it's, it's a good. And rush. that's just a game. Yeah, it's just a game. Well, any of those games that have that, like even a, a Sea of Thieves, just being on the open water. It's those simulations of open. And water them like no don't want yeah what about, what about actually going to the beach you like going to the beach oh yeah i'm, I'm a california boy i grew yeah. up on the beach and everything like that um, jaws beach. fucked me up a good amount jaws fucks up everyone but i saw it too young i saw it way too young um and also grew up uh very uh sheltered so i wasn't like used to seeing horror stuff like i think i saw the opening scene of jaws by myself at my house and that's one of the most like scarring scenes you can ever <laughs> see it gets literally just a woman screaming, blood curling screams. She's dragged around the water by something underneath the water holding her, and then she goes under and she's gone. It's like, oh, I, I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always those things that mess you up. For me, it was already afraid of the dark. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. I wouldn't watch it. Show. I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch I, it. I was allowed to watch that show because my parents bumps. didn't know what it was. Did not read Goosebumps. Goosebumps no, got, yeah. There oh. was television shows. I know. Did not watch Goosebumps either. Is, is Are You Afraid of the Dark, is that the intro with like the swing? Uh, yes, there was a swing in the intro, okay. and then they'd all gather around the campfire, and they'd yeah. be like, the story of blah, blah, and like throw sand on the fire, and it would all go. It was uh, cream, creamer powder. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what it was. Is that what it was? Yeah. It was combustible. So it would go. Mm. Uh, now you know. No, wouldn't do that. Uh, I, oh, I fucking hated it. I, in school, uh, I remember whatever year that the, the scary stories to tell in the dark, those books came first, started coming out. Um, as most kids like being scared, which is why like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid in the Dark become an actual thing. I'm the one who's like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. In a classroom, <laughs> teacher, the yeah. kid, uh, this teacher thought it'd be yeah. fun if, if the kids wanted it to read maybe some of those stories from Scary mm -hmm. Stories Tell in the Dark. And being, you know, the sad little nerd, you know, which is like, hey, who wants to me read another story? Everyone would scream and go, yeah. I didn't want to be the one person to be like, no. <laughs> I'm scared. I like, I'm good. I'm what a, about you, Nicole? I'm a sensitive little boy. Did you guys ever do that thing in school where they would go around the room and each person would take a paragraph that they would read? Oh, God. Popcorn you would, reading. You would do the thing where you would count. You're like, okay, there's oh, like yep. six kids ahead of me and they're going to do this, this. Okay, Rehearse. so you start rehearsing it. But then, like, some kid would, like, show off and take two paragraphs and you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we call that shit popcorn reading. Popcorn I, reading? I, popcorn reading. Well, I think popcorn reading wasn't that more specifically when you got to send it? Well, I, I, we just used it as like, it's you, one person. Doesn't say, but like, yeah. you used to, like, you, you could fuck over oh, a could. friend. <laughs> and you just, like, finish your thing, you're like, Samantha, your turn. She's like, fuck. I like, Bart was a bitch earlier today, and I know she's dyslexic, yeah. so here you go. I was. I, I think I was, like, mildly dyslexic. You were, you were dyslexic? And I think I still am. Every now and then I'll be doing an ad read, and I'm just, like, I put two words, like, I switch them around. Or, like, if I'm doing a script reading and animation, I'll just, like, say things that aren't there. I, I don't think that's dyslexia, but... No. I'd say I, it's it's probably not dyslexia. I mean, it could be, but it's I, that what you're describing. A ton of people in the office do that. I didn't notice that until being in an atmosphere here where people have to read out loud. Uh, that a lot of people do that. I don't know yeah. if I just like I, I grew up in in musical theater stuff, so we read scripts and that kind of thing all the time. So maybe that helped. You have a little more experience. You know, you, yeah. verbally reading. You stuff. also were in theater for a while. That's what I'm saying. I was yeah. in theater. That's I grew up. My father was a director, and we, and we did productions and 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 Broadway shows and everything like that. Um, but uh, reading scripts constantly. I mean, even uh, we did that RT podcast, uh, reading the magic thing, and everybody was like fucking up oh my their, God. their words, <laughs> like comically. Yeah. Fucking up. It's hard to read out loud. I think Blaine was dying a little bit while he was doing it because it was the attention was on him and he was reading out loud and, and he was trying not, to do a voice. He was trying to do a voice. Oh no! You could tell, it, like Blaine would go levels of like, cause like Eric was like, okay, 
make make it big, you know, do whatever you want. Get a character and Blaine would do that and then he'd like fuck up like a word and go straight into like monotone Blaine <laughs> level just to be able to read the words right. Yeah. <laughs> Concentration, that's what that's what required. That's I mean, flubbing is such a big part of Achievement Hunter though. Like if it, if wrong you, words. Isn't there like a the whole wrong word. Fan series There's about like Hembo, that? Yeah, Hembo does his yeah. how do words good. How do words good. Which is just Mostly, it's just it's ninety percent Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. I was gonna say it's Ryan. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we all do it. We are, and in achievement hunting, you gotta learn to mostly call yourself out because if you yeah. try to just assume no one heard it and let it go everyone by, everyone heard it. Everyone heard it. Like, you know, and and we switched the first letters of things a lot. I don't know why so many people in achievement hunting do that. Like, if we're talking about a dishwasher, you'd be like wish dosher. <laughs> Like, that happens all the time. <laughs> I don't know why. Or, like, I'll have to talk about, like, Stitch Fix or something, which oh. I can't say. Stitch like that, I have to, like, stop and, like, think about it. But uh, if you miss a word, your best option is to get to that word, try it once or twice, and then just... And then just scream fuck and move on. <laughs> That's your best option. Call you know what? Topics. I've been working. I've been using that method of scream fuck and move on. That's my really life. what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. John, you're a big you're a big movie buff, and you go to the movie theater often. I do. Do you ever go on dates to the movie theater? I do. I go on. I go on. Uh, if, I mean. Do you go on first dates at the movie theater? No. Thank God. Okay. No. <laughs> I. Like you need to talk. Yeah. You need yes. to talk your first date, and so that's why even like movie theaters and loud. Like bar areas are like no no for me. Like I mm -hmm. I need to build. I have a hard time hearing in noisy places that have a lot of uh, stimuli mm -hmm. coming at me. Uh, there's sometimes when we're like in meetings in the bungalow and like three conversations will start. Mm -hmm. You can turn to me at any time that's happening and you will see me breaking. Yeah. Like my brain. <laughs> it's that it's that like that 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 uh, hang the 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 hangover numbers thing. But everything is just exploding. Mm. This happened to me at a wedding that I was at two weeks ago, where it was like a smaller room and the microphone for the speeches wasn't very, like the um, production wasn't very loud, and so you'd have to like really be listening to hear the speeches. And there was one fucking table in the middle of the room where like the people kept like talking to each other, like trying to be quiet, but like you can't hear anything except that. And I just wanted to go over and be like, can you shut the fuck up for like five minutes while this father of the bride gives his speech right now? Like Jesus, but it's just like And that. you know they're making jokes that are probably not that funny. They're not. They're not funny. Guaranteed. Open bar. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Always Open is also brought to you by HoneyBook. If you run your own business, you're used to doing it all. But if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. HoneyBook makes it simple to run your business better. Professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation keeps everything on track and makes you look good. And that's the most important thing, right? Uh, they can even consolidate services you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and more. It's the number one choice for client business management for freelancers and business owners. Save time and do more of what you love with HoneyBook. Uh, and right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off your first year with promo code OPEN. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Uh, so go to HoneyBook.com and use the promo code OPEN, that's O-P-E-N, for 50% off your first year. That's HoneyBook.com. Use the promo code OPEN. Thanks, HoneyBook. But yes. but have you been going on a, a lot of first dates? No, I've been trying to go on a lot of first dates. Uh, I'm, 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 I don't know what it is with online dating, but generally speaking, I'm terrible at it. I can only assume. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've hit a little bit of a, a run of, of, of good fortune recently with dating, but prior to that, I was just having the worst time in the world. Like, I got ghosted probably. 12 to 15 times in the space. I of like hear that Austin is like the ultimate, it's like number one for ghosting. Number one city for ghosting. Why is that? I don't know. I've done it too, though. <laughs> like when I was dating. You ghosted someone? Oh, not necessarily ghosted, but like how to change plans and then just kind of like, if you don't move off the apps quick yeah. enough, it's just kind of like, we both know this isn't going anywhere and we're Would just kind of killing time. Jeremy, because you've been, Kat's been your like high school sweetheart. You've been mm -hmm. with her since you were 
14. 14. Yeah, that's when I started dating her, yeah. What do you think your strategy would be if you were on dating apps? <laughs> I, I, Jared, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jeremy's got I've discussed to this with Kat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have no idea what I would do if I had to date. All right, right, right now, right now. You and me. No. We just matched. We just ooh, matched. Ooh, ooh, I don't know what that match. means. Okay, so we're, we're on a dating app. You have your profile. I have my profile. Okay. We have been matched. Got Basically, it. Now we can swipe chat. Right. Swipe right. So we can, we can mm -hmm. chat with each other now. Yeah. You have to do an opening line. What do you say? Uh, hey, nice shirt. Can I talk you out of it? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. No, I, it worked. All right, so, so we were role-playing grinders, what we were doing. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. no, role-playing grinder is just like yeah, that's butt pick, mild. butt pick, good. All yeah. right, let's go. That's yeah. mild compared to grinder. You just got to have a, what's your sign? Dangerous curves ahead? Right. <laughs> uh, no, so <laughs> I like... <laughs> You, because I think about it all the time, like, I'm not, I don't like going to bars and stuff. I know that I say I drink and stuff like that all the I time. I think but past like, a certain age, they become a little. Yeah, I just yeah. never was super into For it. Like, some people. I went to a bunch of, like, frat parties uh, just because my friend was in a frat house. But, like, you know, people would be like, hey, we're going to go into Boston and go to this bar. And, like, we go out and there's, like, the loud music playing and everything. And I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. Like, you know, I got, whereas, like. Then my group, like my other group of friends, would be like, "Listen, my brother gave me a 12 pack of beer and we got Halo 3." I'm, Hell like, yes. I'm like, "Yes, yeah. well, I'm I'm gonna be at your place." Sign like, me up. That's and like that's what I would do. So I don't know if I had to do online dating and I like match with someone, I would go into a panic. Probably I would just sink into my couch and be like, "I think like I'm not going to this. I'm too scared." There's a certain like. I think like venues that you could choose that like would be more specific to you and your taste. Like for me, going to a bar on a first date was fine because it's like, you know, you don't know the person very well. There's a lot of people. There's mm -hmm. a lot of like things to look at and things to do. You're not just you two. It takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. Bar also is an open-ended interaction. There's in a lot that. of places. Mm -hmm. that yeah. Bars. Well, it's just okay. that it's that <laughs> there is no there's no set start and finish to a bar time. It's you get a drink and you can have more drinks or you can end it there and leave. Or you can be like, hey, I actually have to take off to go to this other thing. Yep. I have another date. I have another date. <laughs> like, a, like a meal, you got to sit through the whole meal and that kind of thing. If you go do some sort of activity, it's the same kind of thing. So bar is low, low pressure. Low would bar. You, would you play hard to get? No. <laughs> no, I'd be desperate. I, I can almost guarantee, <laughs> you know, like I'm sure that though, if I didn't grow up with Kat. Yeah. I'd be a very different person. I'm Absolutely. sure I would have a, a very different yeah, yeah. aura around me in terms of dating and stuff like that. Now I'm like, a, like that was me. Post you're talking to me and I'm uh, and I'm scared. One girlfriend married her, stayed with her for a total of about 11 years. Yeah. Got divorced, was 30, and I was just like, what year is it? I right. Remember. <laughs> what happens? I remember yeah. when you got, I think your first girl, like technical girlfriend after that. Yeah. And you were like talking about like how like we're gonna have sex like <laughs> yeah uh, and like i didn't have, I, I would I didn't, be I didn't, terrified yeah, i didn't have sex with, i didn't Ooh. have sex with a a different person than the person who almost said broke my virginity that's not <laughs> just well, smashed that fucking took a hammer to it uh but i didn't, John's I, broken virginity. I didn't have sex with someone else until i was 30 uh, yeah which you haven't either I'll, well, I'll, you guys, today's yeah, the game. We're actually, yeah. Barbara <laughs> and I are going to step away. I mean, I don't know if this is too personal of a question, but, like, have you guys ever talked about, like, open relationships? Open relationships. Or um, anything like that? I mean, sort of. We've, like, sort of mentioned that to each other. I mean, because, yeah, when you've been, you know, together for 15 years or whatever, it's like yeah. you, you start, you talk about, all right, well, how, how do we keep this... We don't want this to get stale, not that it has or anything, but we're like, you know, gotta keep things new and fresh and stuff like that. And we've talked about the open relationship thing, and it's just not for us because yeah. uh, I think we're both kind of jealous types a bit. Like, you know, I've definitely brought up the thought of like, now listen, I mean, if there was another girl who was interested <laughs> in joining in and stuff like that, yeah, but yeah. then like I talked to, I talked to Kat about that and I go, but I know for a fact if Kat was like, hey, I want to bring this other guy into the bedroom, I'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> no way. He's not touching my wife. Get the He's hell out of here. He's not even going to fucking look at her, yeah. all right? How dare you be like, we'd set up for a threesome or whatever. And he comes like, in Don't with... look at her. He comes with an oven. There's your corner. Go stand in your you corner. Go stand there and watch. <laughs> <laughs> but only me, not my wife. <laughs> Don't you look at her. Is that something you make that... eye contact with me. Is that something that intrigues you guys, someone watching you? In Bonus? No. Yeah. no. No. If you're in the room, you're, you're participating. A freak. Oh, Barbara's a freak. I did ask. Okay, I'd so. I'm into it. 
Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, are you I, kidding? I, I didn't, depends on the person. Well, I didn't bring my suitcase with me, but I'm leaving as soon as this is over. It's true. Mar well, Meryl's off to Europe. She's going on a, and, um, a uh, place. eat, pray, love trip. Eat, pray, love. Uh, but I did message a friend of mine who's, she's like very, she's like, she wants to be a sex therapist, so she has all these resources and stuff. And I was listening to uh, Tovlo's Stay High in the car, and she she, there, she has a line in the song that says, um, I go to sex clubs and watch freaky people getting it on. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, that's the thing I could do in Amsterdam. And so I called my friend, and I was like, Hey, like they they have those, right? And she's like, oh, definitely. There's like one on every corner of the 100 red light. Hundred percent, go watch people. And she sex. was like, Mariel, you would not do that. She was like, how long do you think you would last? I was like, I would pay the entrance fee. I'd walk in. I'd find the corner and just watch like this for probably thirty <laughs> seconds. You'd have sunglasses on the yeah, whole time. Yeah, just be like, oh my god, I can't do this. But I watch porn, so what's the difference? I went on a date with a girl uh, a little while back, and that was something she brought up that she was in. She went to a sex club in, to in watch Amsterdam, you I oh, really? And and I and I. I had never talked with someone who'd been there, so I literally was like, please explain to yeah. me sex club. I would do it with sunglasses on, because I don't want to make eye, like, direct <laughs> eye contact with a guy who's like, yeah. Going? Well, they have like <laughs> yeah. very specific rules, right? Like you can't have your phone out, like in the red light district at all, you can't yeah. have your phone out. Um, and so like you're going and you're you're going to, I guess, obviously you can participate if you'd like. I asked her, I was like, I don't have to participate to it. She's like. No, like <laughs> you, you do whatever you want to do. You know, when you go to bars and they force you to have drinks. Right, right. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go just for the story. I feel I'd like go. it would be a it's, good story. I'd go 100% wild story. I'd be yeah. giggling the entire time. Meryl, you have to go. You're I'm so nervous. It's Yolo, man. You got to try it. Like, you're right. It's, it's like, what's the difference from watching it's like porn? porn? That's true. That's I, which yeah. I have also a question to bring up. I, so the other week, Trevor was out of town, and I was watching porn. <laughs> and. I don't know if you guys Trevor, experience you? this, or if you guys watch porn. Maybe when Trevor's out of town, I watch, I watch porn too. Yeah, so, when Trevor leaves me, yeah. There's a lot of porn that like turns me really off. Mm. Like, yeah. I don't. I'd I'm say not... 90% of porn turns me yes. off. Really? Because there's a lot of just there's stuff in there that's just options. not my thing. Mm -hmm. I guess there's a lot of porn. I, for some yeah. reason, I don't like watching people go down on each other. It doesn't intrigue me. I just like the either, penetration. Either sex. Yeah. Okay. I, oh, no oral stuff there. Just not a big fan of watching that. Okay. Um, so I'll like be going through, and this thing happened to me where it was on my phone, and it kept buffering, and it kept pausing on like a girl with a dick in her mouth, <laughs> or a guy like sho with his face shoved in her pussy, or like whatever. Why did you not say pussy? I don't like that. I don't like that you said that. Just don't, <laughs> and don't I was say just it again. Like, <laughs> I kept trying to scroll. It was like a 38 long minute video. What the I kept trying to scroll to <laughs> right. find like oh, you're the you're, you're, like, you're, you're, you're story yeah. now. But yeah. it did this thing where they kept like having sex and then going back to oral and then having sex and going back to oral but I was perfectly timing it while I was scrubbing it so I just skipped the oral part and I'm just like where's the fucking sex? <laughs> hey, fuck! Oral is sex too. Fuck already! Oral is sex too, don't shame. Oh no, yes. Wait, but, Where is the intercourse? <laughs> there you go. I have a question. The panache. Yeah. I never know, it always sounds, it, there, like there are certain terms with sex that always sound so childish if you say it to your significant other or your mm -hmm. sexual partner. Like you can say in your head, but like you know, even just saying the word like masturbate just sounds silly. Yeah. Um, like even if you're trying to talk dirty to them or something like that, like oh, I'm gonna masturbate. It's like that just sounds like it's like stupid. <laughs> Please tell me what phrase you use to describe oral sex on a woman. Eating I, out. I'd say eating, eating out? out or going down. Yeah. Like if going someone down. were, if, if a sexual partner were to say, like were to to offer it to you or pitch it up as an mm -hmm. idea to you, what is the way that you would prefer them to say like, I'd like to. Go down on you. Go down. Go down. Yeah, go down. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Down I think that's like a Ariel. classy way to say it. Yeah. And to me, like nothing, there's some things that like take away from the sexiness of it. I think going down doesn't take away anything from I it. I think though. anytime you name the body part, it just starts sounding Yeah, like silly. if someone's like, you want me to eat you out? I'd be like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> or you're like, you want me to lick your vagina? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. No. Yeah, don't say that. Never yeah. use the word vagina. Don't use vagina <laughs> in saying. sexual context, no. yeah. Or even like if you were or to ask, if, if, you were, yeah. if you were to to ask a woman to do something to your, your penis, you can't say like, hey, suck my cock. I would like, also say go down. Go down. Well, maybe you, can, you could. Well, some would people you? say, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, have you seen porn? They're very, they're very Porn's aggressive. different Porn's than my different. sexual <laughs> encounters. I'm sorry to say it is. I guess I've never seen a... Don't open up with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, test the waters first. Yeah, if you know? you're on that dating app, maybe that's not your... No, I don't, I don't have propositions that at all on dating apps. I, uh... Although I would be curious to see you test that. 
Oh yeah, two match two. with a bunch of girls and be like, hey, you want to suck my cock? Yeah, there's gonna be there's a subplot of girls that will say yes, and those oh, are probably yeah. the ones to stay away from. <laughs> I have a, I have a friend who she and her uh, significant other broke up a few a while ago, a few months ago, and so she was getting back in the dating scene, and she's bisexual, so she's like, you know, opening it up to everyone, and she was like, yeah, you know, my my ex and I like we never we just we stopped having sex, like she had a low sex drive, blah blah. blah. And so she said that, like, she matched with the guy. And then the first thing uh, he said was, like, do you want to sit on my face? And she was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he was like, that, that's not supposed to work. That never like, happens. Yeah, and she was just like, I don't know, I'm bored. And he was like, okay, do you want to come over? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, who, who, what? Like, mind blown. Yeah, I was like, don't ever do that. Well, it's like, it's if you try it. it 99 times, 99 people say no, but on the 100th time, someone might right. say Once. Yes. Uh, another another story. This is Mariel related. Um, so I've been dating someone new pretty seriously, um, and I've also been cooking a lot. Like my my joy of cooking has has kind of blown up because I think I'm I, I don't cook when I'm sad, and now I'm really happy. So I've been cooking a lot. You also have someone to cook for, and I also have someone to cook for too, mm -hmm. which is nice. Uh, and so I made a joke about how I wanted her to start saying yes, chef, in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just a joke. Gordon made the same request. Just a joke. Life. And so, and so, you know, we're you're an idiot. No, idiot sandwich. It's a work blue team. Idiot sandwich. Uh, so we're in in the throes of it, you know, in the in the midst of our having our fun. And I, I, she said something, and I said it back. Like I said jokingly, I was like, "Oh, don't you mean yes, chef?" And she looked at me. She goes, "You haven't earned that title." Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. That's keeper. That's yeah. a power awesome. play. That's a power. And play. I was like, "I respect it. Thank you for putting me." In my I don't place. know if I'm allowed to bring this up. So we could cut this if necessary. Okay, go for it. But I heard about a little kink you and your girlfriend got going on with someone who's living with you right now. A <laughs> kink? It's not a kink. It's not a kink. So Meryl has someone living with her who's yes. a little younger. She's a friend of ours. She's a friend friend of the show. She works here. I won't name her. I mean, I guess, I guess we could bring her out if we wanted to. She's Emily. probably, she's Emily, whatever. Uh, yeah, she's been that, staying with me. That, that went from, <laughs> I, I want to name her, to information to flat out naming her. Uh, it's not a kink. It was so she's been she's been staying with me. She's like uh, getting a new apartment and stuff soon. So she's been staying with me for a little bit. But um, my girlfriend and I we were like sitting having dinner, and Emily was in my guest room, like with her door closed. And then like we both sit down, and I look at I look at my girlfriend, and I was like, ever since you got her that phone, like she won't ever come out of her room. And she instantly was like, oh, we're playing this game. And so we just started like role playing as her parents. And then I started texting Emily and she was like, you don't have to do this. Like your sex life is fine. Like you don't have to involve me in it. I love that. <laughs> she tells all my secrets. She's been saying that like she'll be going out and you and uh, the girl you're seeing are just like, where are you going? Yeah. Who are you seeing? Like very much playing into the fact that oh, she's yeah. your like rebellious teen daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every time she comes home, I'm just like, it's a little late, huh? <laughs> and then we start bickering with each other um, because I can't remember what she did, but it was just like, oh, yeah, she gets that from you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate this. So Where are you much. going with all that makeup? Oh, yeah. 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 So anyway, that's yeah. I guess my kink is role playing as a mom. <laughs> yeah. Cooking. I mean, Cooking, it all, yeah. it's all you know playing into the same. But thing. yeah, just the you haven't earned that title. Just really like put me in my that's place. That's a great line. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we do have a couple box of issues questions. Um, if you haven't noticed, by the way, on the show, we're trying to keep it a little loose, testing out some things, not having as structured segments as usual, but we still have some box of issues questions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually going to read the one that was sent with this box. Ooh. We haven't done yet. Yes. Um, this one was made by Michael M. So thank you so much for the box, Michael, and the question, which we're going to read right do now. Let's do it, Michael. <clears throat> I've been with my girlfriend for over four years, and I love her greatly. Mm -hmm. She had a job for about a month when we first started dating, but then lost it. And since then, she hasn't gotten a job because she has IBS. And it's hard to get a job even with trying medication. I pay for a lot of stuff, and she rarely pays. We want to get an apartment together, but can't since she, since she doesn't make money. She thinks we both don't need to make money to have one, but I'm saying no until she gets an income. Is it wrong for me to wait on that? Michael. No. Not at all. No. Michael. Did that for years. Did that with someone for years who said they were going to get a job. Did that for years with someone who would get jobs, hold it for a month, and then not have a job again for a year. It created this dissonance and unevenness in our relationship yes. that was not healthy at all. Yeah, it's not healthy. Mm -mm. And that, like, there are some people who are comfortable paying for a majority of things, and like maybe they're 
in a more financially stable place and that's something that they get joy of, of providing for someone. But generally speaking, there needs to be a balance in a relationship yes. of that. And I know both you and Kat work. We've both worked our most of our lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we both have had jobs since we were like 13. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you pay for a lot of stuff in high school? Or is that how I used to pay, Kat sat me down uh, when I was like, you know, 18 or so. And she's like, you need to stop paying for things. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been together for so long now. Please, for the love of God, let me pay for stuff. Like, I work as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, it's fine. You know, because that's the same thing. There's that mentality of, I know a lot of guys have in relationships, like, I'm going to pay for this. Oh, we're going out to dinner? I'm going to pay for it. I'm going out to this? I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's way healthier to either split it or just switch off. Do you guys have a joint bank account? We do. You yeah. Do? Which is, that came up at a recent pool party at with Jeff that we went to where we were, I was betting someone to eat a cookie in like four bites. It was a big cookie. Uh, <laughs> and the first person I thought was Kat. I was like, I'm going to bet Kat she can't eat this cookie in four bites. And I realized like I had nothing to bet her because <laughs> my money's her money. Yeah. And so I'll, it's it's all of your money in one bank account. Um, we it's do not like have our, we do have our separate ones, but we also have a joint account. We set up smart. a joint account for our wedding. Yeah, that makes sense. That's where all the wedding funds were, and then we just never got rid of it, and now stuff all goes there. Well, I've heard well. of couples who started a joint bank account while they were dating. Mm. Bad. Which to me, is bad a very bad. bad idea. I think not a mm -mm. smart move. Yeah, the thing about I mean I think if there's like an agreement like yeah. you know obviously there's people in, in adults like my mom was a stay-at-home mom while she was like raising us and then once she realized like we were old enough and she wanted to go back to school and like become a teacher she did that and so like I think obviously like things can change in your life but when you already have that expectation of like you know I want you to do it all and especially if one partner is not happy in that like it's just not gonna work out it's yeah. one of the situations that if it works out good yeah if it doesn't detrimentally terrible right. so like you can totally just like do you want to treat your relationship like a gamble or do you want to treat it like you know as a a, a solution a, you know a, a problem that you can remove as many of the problems as possible from it you know do you do you want to actually set yourself up for best success yeah I also think about it the, the question in particular where he mentions she has IBS which is you know terrible and very yes. hard to deal with and debilitating and it, it sucks but there's a lot of other options for work. You could work from home for mm -hmm. a lot of places. Um, you could work limited hours or whatever it is. Um, but, and I, I hate to use this term, but like using it as an excuse of why you can't work instead of trying to find a solution for yes. income yeah. and yeah. putting all of the pressure on your partner. That's not. That's we're not, not you, saying it's easy. Right. We're saying that's, that there are options. That's there. not even the worst part of this, though. Is that that's fine if they, as an individual. It's not fine, but it, it 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 is it is what it is that they are saying they can't get a job because of this. But if they want to put you in a actual joint financial uh, relationship, which is renting an apartment together, anything mm -hmm. like that, then that is them now tying you up with their problem without you know you know without your not not permission, but you know without yeah. you being able to control it. You well, can't control. Then, yeah. Once you've signed the lease and you're in there, yeah. and if the person is like, oh, I'll I'll get a job eventually and they never end up doing it, yeah. you're stuck in that lease and you're paying it by yeah. yourself. And I know it's an awkward conversation for a lot of people to be like, hey, so I've been like paying all of our expenses for like this long and like I need you to start chipping in because yeah. it's a lot for one person to handle. Yeah. But that's their responsibility yep. to be able to meet you where you are. You're meeting them where they are by already at this point, this person paying for a lot of stuff and, and you know, kind of uh, uh, dealing with the fact they don't have a job you know, in whatever ways you are. But they also, like, it's two-way thing. Relationships, you know, two mm -hmm, people. Mm -hmm. So they need to come to where you are. Relationships Compromise. aren't all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> they no, aren't. There's, there's, so, there's some, like, really smart things you need to consider with relationships. They work. Yeah. They always work. They work out. And you, yeah. can make them, you can make them harder work by putting, you know, yourself into situations like that. Yes. Yeah. Right, let's pull up another question. We got a couple this week. Just in case we wanted to get to a couple. All right. <clears throat> This one comes from Brett. 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 <clears throat> the hitman heart. <laughs> hey. It's actually him, yeah. I was going to oh, read the wow. whole thing like that, but I can't. <laughs> I'm sure this is a common thing, but I've always wondered if I have more of a problem with it than others do. Uh -oh. I have the compulsive need to be in a relationship no matter what. I know I'm a very needy person, and I like being in a relationship because I have that sense of being loved, and it makes me feel better about myself. 
Not to mention, having a regular sexual partner makes me happy as well, instead of random hookups every once in a while. Even though I've tried being single for a little bit, I've always, I always find that being in a relationship is my top priority when I know it shouldn't be. Any recommendations? Brett. So you're uh, all monogamous right here too, baby. Yeah, Brett, you feel you broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, okay. So my, I don't, I feel like I'm not super qualified to give advice <laughs> on that. You love uh, uh, relationships so much that you found one at 14. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not giving this up. Nah, yeah, I got it good, I'm staying. Yeah. Um, no, but I think the the root, a root issue in that that I know can be hard to work on, but could be super um, advantageous is that it, it sounds like to Brett being in a relationship is giving him a sense of purpose of yeah. like when, when he's like that feeling of being loved, right? Right. Uh, but there's a certain level of love that you need to be able to give yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you, you Preach. can give yourself purpose and things like that. So um, while, yes, being in a relationship and having that other person to kind of share that with is a really beautiful thing, um, also having that confidence and self-love to, to have that outside of a relationship is also really important. Yeah. So that might be worth like kind of looking into is if there's really any point. issues in that mindset. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, the stability is nice is like, Sex there, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, and not that? having to sex, sex there. Sex I there. mean, that's what the hand movements that you just sex there. Okay, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, don't the, the the dangerous thing there is going. I want to be in a relationship so bad that I'm going to be in this relationship even though it's not necessarily a great one. Right. Yeah, that's um, a, there's a term for that. It's called codependency. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they they're 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 suffering yeah. from this, but it sounds like yes, that. yeah, which yeah. can be a dangerous thing. Yes, as someone who was a serial monogamist for most of my adult life. I was the worst Batman villain. <laughs> my <laughs> first relationship was when I was 16 and I dated that guy for six years and then moved to Austin. And like, I think a month or two after living here, I was in another relationship and then another relationship and then another relationship. Um, and, um, you know, I dated Aaron for a while as a lot of people in our community know. And after that relationship ended, I was like, I'm gonna try just being single and like really Actively trying not to get into a relationship. Mess that up. <laughs> but you, you had. She didn't mess it up as quickly as I did. Yeah, I was single for about a year, yeah. year and a half yeah. before me and Trevor started dating. Um, it was a chunky time. And that was like also an unexpected thing. Like I wasn't actively looking for a relationship. It just kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, this is working. Um, there is nothing more freeing than having that time to like self-discover and just be on your own and also like not that any relationships I was in it never felt like work necessarily but even when you're like going out with friends and like having to text a person when you're gonna be home or like updating them on your flight or like whatever it is to just like not have to do any of that of just like I don't owe anyone anything right yeah. now it's a very freeing yeah I think like unique feeling that everyone should experience at some point, especially if you're used to being in relationship after relationship. Um, and also, yeah, self-love, mm -hmm. just like learning more about yourself and getting to try out new things, to travel, to just be on your own, live on your own, whatever it is. It's, it's a very, I think, important experience for a lot of people to have. I think it goes beyond even self-love or the, the the act of discovery or or enlightenment of yourself but it's more so acceptance of yourself being enough because that should be your first priority no matter what if you're in a relationship if you're out of a relationship you should be enough yes and if you're not and you're looking to fill that void with someone else that's unhealthy mm -hmm. and that's not going to work out and so uh, there's nothing wrong with seeking relationships and, and, and even like if you want to jump from relationship, 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 as long as all the while you're enough during that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I speak about this from the perspective of someone who's still figuring that out and still striving to make me enough. It is an ongoing process. Are even, you looking for a relationship? I, I mean, or are I you just like, if it happens, it happens? If it happens, it happens. I, I don't actively seek like serious relationships, I don't actively seek any sort of like, I'm gonna find the next, the one. Like, I don't think that even exists. And I think that that's that it's it's more so like, whatever comes of a new relationship is what comes, I can think. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, Lizzo talks about it. She, she talks about how 
uh, self-love was something she was so bad at for so long. Mm -hmm. It's something she's better at, but it's still an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. and, and it's always going to be an ongoing process, but uh, that needs to be your first priority. It can't be that you're going to fix yourself or fulfill yourself or even just occupy yourself from not having to be with yourself by getting someone else. You have to be comfortable on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before, like, because I feel like there's a lot of that mentality of you need another person to feel complete or whatever that is, or happy. But being able to be happy and complete on your own, I think, is something everyone needs to experience. And I'm not saying that Brett doesn't feel that way. No, I like, on, on the level of, like, having uh, uh, sex available, yeah. I totally understand that. Like, when I go through long stints of not having a partner, like, you know, you get horny. That happens. <laughs> That's it, it when you happens. turn on the porn and skip through the blowjob. Um, I mean, but even, but even, <laughs> or like, spend extra time on it. Uh, <laughs> I that video. There comes a point where it's like, Thanks. you're just like, I'm done masturbating. I'd like someone else to be involved. Yeah, really? Know? I want someone else to do it right Yeah, now. I really yeah. would love. Um, I totally get that. But it like, and so seeking for that, I totally understand it. It's wonderful when you have that easy accessible. But it cannot be in sacrifice for you not being with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I think also the, the, like the biggest red flag for me that stands out from a situation like that is just someone so desperate to be in a relationship that you just like take whatever you get and then yeah. you're just like, now you're dating this someone who yeah, might he, ruin relationships for you because they may not be the person that you should be dating. On the other hand, it is good to find out through relationships what you definitely do or do yeah, not like. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Along the way, learn. Yeah. Because that's, I think, also an important thing. Yeah, I, I learned through dating and through post-divorce and even during the marriage that I need a healthy balance of alone time, mm -hmm. um, isolation, and sexual, uh, not sexual, uh, uh, well, sexual stimulation, <laughs> yeah. but social stimulation. Yeah. Like, I need that. Yeah. And even talking to someone recently that I've gone out on a few dates with, talked about how um, they are trying to be more uh, uh, uh introverted. I was like, why are you trying to be introverted? He's like, well, I think I rely on people too much. It's like, I think I get my extroverted social interaction fulfilled a lot by this job. Yes. Right. Literally right now, yeah. we're just hanging out and talking. And oh, you guys yeah. After the friends. show, I need to like go away for a while. Right, right. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I have to be away from people. And I also have children, so they fill a lot of my life and my time in a great way. But then also I just need my alone time, which I, you know, go to movies by myself all the time and yeah. that kind of thing. I'd be curious to see how old he is, too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have a factor in this, but just like... 65. <laughs> wow. Hey, right. you know what? I feel like I've appreciated my alone time more and more as I've gotten mm -hmm. older. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just like that. I love living alone now. It's great. Love. I, it took me about three months post-divorce of getting used to it because I was just like, what the fuck is this? Where is everybody? Where is... Because I went from a house with a wife and two kids to just me yeah. at least half the time. But then once I got past that hump, now there's so many days, especially post-work, I'm like, ain't nobody home when I get there. Yeah, yeah. Love it. The best part about living alone, I think, is just like, you get to pick everything out. Yeah. You and like, you're just like, I like this blanket. I'm going to buy this blanket. Yeah. I live with Trevor now, and like we've been buying some stuff recently, and I'm not used to this because I've never lived with a significant other before. But I'm just like, I like this blanket. Do you? Do like you this enjoy said blanket? And he'd be like, mm, I'm not really a fan of that color, and I'm like, okay. You're like, well, what color do you like? Mine was the opposite. Do I like that blanket? <laughs> <laughs> Mine was the opposite revelation when I was like so hung up about how to decorate my house that one day I was like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And so I just went to like thrift shops and I just found like, I like this golden skull. This golden skull is going in my living room. Yep. <laughs> and so it I bought is it. Fun. Yeah. And now you're like, I hate this. <laughs> For me, it's cat being the cat said this to me the other day. She was like, Don't you think like she was talking about artwork and stuff? Mm -hmm. She was like, Well, don't you think that we should put something on this wall right here? Like this needs something. I'm like, you don't understand. I was like, if you weren't a thing, <laughs> I would have nothing on my wall. You were, like, you I was like, there would be, some wouldn't have sheetrock. Like, I just don't care. Like, yeah. I, you just, know. So you're like, just do what you want kind of thing? Yeah, I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. It's like, I bought this. Do you like this? I'm like, great. That can go there. You got to you gotta teach Trevor to have less of an opinion. <laughs> I have and with no that. opinion. <laughs> no, we have pretty similar tastes, though, so it works out. Yeah. So I think it's all about finding what works for you. Compromise, but, baby. But Brett, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with you, but as, as these folks said, just make sure that you love yourself and you're content with yourself first and foremost. Because if you're finding satisfaction or gratification just through other people, 
you got to find love within yeah. yourself. You gotta, Paul you said it find best. That there. Yeah. If you don't love this yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can oh, I get yeah. an amen? No. Amen. Amen. Thanks, girl. Gay woman. <laughs> Am I right? Mm-hmm. Gay Can gay I get man. a gay man? Can gay I get man. a gay man? <laughs> Can I get a gay man? Seriously? There's one right there. Um, <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on the season finale of Always Open. Yeah. Um, we we talked earlier on the podcast about like how old we were when we were watching The Simpsons and stuff like that. I'd be very curious for those in our audience to see how old the audience for the show is. And if it's appropriate for you to be watching it, who knows? But is it appropriate for you to be watching this show? This show. So uh, leave a comment um, wherever you're watching this and let us know. Yeah, tell us if you're old enough to be watching this show. Also tell us how old you were when Friends started because yeah. then we'll really know that you were too young to be I watching this show. I guarantee you most people who watch the show were not alive yet. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. But let us, I, I was two when this show started. So. Yeah. And guys, thank you so much. We're going to be doing a post show too. So if you're a first member, pop on over and watch a little bit more of us hanging out and chatting. And we'll be back uh, mid-November, November-ish. Sometime around there. Yeah, so we usually take about six weeks off. So we'll see you then. Cheers.